You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Pour another cup of coffee and settle in for Christ-centered conversation. It's Mornings with Kelly and Steve. It is time. Kelly, we were talking about this a little while ago. Getting ready for another guest this morning. I'm excited about this one. Did you tune in at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning for Living by Faith, everyone? I know that you did, but you heard that familiar voice of Trillian Newbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we're excited. have been encouraged, yeah. Because she's here with us uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Good morning I to you, so Trillian. glad to... <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning Living by Faith. It's such a joy. Well, you know, also, as the author and host of 52 Weeks in the Word, let's see, what else can we throw in there? Uh, <laughs> you have a big body of work behind you, right? So we could we can work them all into the conversation. It's kind of like, oh. what was that? What's that family fun game where you have to like take a word and you have to work it into a into a sentence you just get a word thrown at you kelly there's a board game like that i can't recall exactly what it is no idea what that is but the challenge is it's gonna be like mad libs we're gonna try and work in every trillion newbell book title into the conversation (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious and it is it's so encouraging also that i have been able to write consistently and Lord willing, serve the church, so it's a joy. <laughs> yeah. You are one of the busiest women in ministry that I know of, and I love it. I absolutely love it. We're going to talk about fear and faith today, and oh my goodness, I know that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, Trillia, but it is something that we absolutely do wrestle with. And I know in your book, uh, you admit that you're no stranger to fear either, but what are some of the things that, and because and, and, I just want to take away the fear of even talking about fear, because I think in the church, yeah. we don't even want to admit that we deal with fear, do we? No, I think actually, and it's interesting, I don't think we know that we deal with fear. I think often we can tell when we're anxious, or but fear is one of those things that we don't talk about enough, or I, I would say we don't identify, but we can experience it when we're afraid of other people, which is also hard to identify, or when we're afraid of the future. Anytime we, we, we um, it's a, something's unpredictable and, and we're anxious about it, it's likely rooted in some sort of fear. And so I wanted to write about this, thinking about um, all the fears that women in particular deal with and how we can fight for faith. You know, one of the the things that stood out about me was this particular line where you talk about the fact that, you know, when you were younger, you were afraid of dogs. And I thought that this next part of this sentence was so, so correct. You said, my fears have become more sophisticated. You know, it's (laughs) a gentle way of saying I, I am... Fearful of more things, or there, as we adults, right, we we get more reasons to fear. There are unknowns in the world, but unbiblical fear. Let's talk about that because it is okay to have a fear of the Lord. That's a loving desire to be pleasing. But the fear that we're talking about here, unbiblical fear, is that that cowering. It's that hiding from the horror of something or the worst case scenario. Talk to us about how we as humans can over-sophisticate and make more of our thoughts and fears than they really are. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to start with one that we all experience in one degree or another. And Proverbs talks of it, and it says, The fear of man lays a snare, but those who trust in the Lord are safe. So that's any time, I'll give an example, any time you don't evangelize because you're afraid of rejection. That's the fear of man. And that, it keeps us from sharing the gospel with other people because we're afraid of either someone's going to harm us, reject us, um, deny us, uh, whatever it is. The fear of man, that's one way it manifests itself. Or some, if you're doing something to impress someone that's uh, wanting glory, that's the fear of man. Um, so there's all sorts of ways that people fear man. Peter denied Jesus three times because he didn't want to be associated with him. And so those are things that we struggle with and we can all identify and look, okay, where is it that I struggle with wanting people to either look, um, look at me and think highly of me or not wanting to proclaim Jesus, not wanting them to know that I follow Jesus or whatever it is. So those are, that's a fear of man. Another sophisticated, if you want to call it fear, that I realized is when I got married, I didn't think I realized how much I was afraid of danger or the future. My husband would travel, and anytime he would leave, it would be, gosh, maybe a minute later that I would start getting anxious about, okay, I hope he's safe. That's a good thing to say, right? I hope he's safe. But then I would be thinking, oh, he's, he's probably going to get into a wreck and something's going to happen and he's going to die and then I'm going to have to have these kids by myself. And my mind would spiral. And I would just be filled with anxiety and fear of the future. And, and what I realized is, oh, I don't trust God. During those times, I think I need to be in control and that God can't and that I know what's better for our future and and I would just be filled with so much anxiety. And so that's, that's a, this fear, danger, or tragedy. But the scriptures tell us that um, not to be surprised when the fiery trial comes. We know that trials and sorrows and things are coming. Mm-hmm. We live in a fallen world, so we can trust the Lord. But those are just two. There's so many others. Um, I've experienced four miscarriages. And I remember after my... Um, when I was pregnant with my son, uh, who I did get to give birth to, but he, um, I was miserably fearful most of that pregnancy. And now some might say that that was warranted. I mean, I had experienced miscarriages, but what the Lord was trying to help me during that fearful time was to trust him, to rest in him, to believe that he really does care for me, that he draws near to the brokenhearted, that he's holding me up by his righteous right hand, that I can rest in him. And so to take all that fear and anxiety and to cast all those burdens, because that's what he says to do, onto him because he's able to carry them. So those are just three ways that it's manifested in my life, but I know that many others deal with that as well. I so agree. You know, I've, I'm at a point in my life, Trillia, where, and I'm, I'm sure there are others, and, and men too, not just women, where you reach a certain age, 
and you start to really reflect on things because you realize there are things that you've feared and you've fretted over and you realize that it was it was a waste of time. Half of what we fear and worry yeah. about never comes to fruition and you realize, oh my goodness, God has been faithful and he will be faithful and why am I wasting my time over this? And I think everything that you just talked about is just, I would love for you to just summarize it by by saying what is it is that, that's at the root of all of our fears. What is there that stops yeah. us from just resting in God because we really are wasting a lot of time with the fear and tying yeah. ourselves in knots. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, that scripture, or Jesus tells us not, do not worry about tomorrow. We have enough worries for today. Um, a friend of mine says, don't go borrowing trouble. Mm-hmm. So there's, we don't have the grace. We don't have to, to worry about tomorrow. Um, but I think the root of all of this is unbelief. And it's like the, the, the father who says, I believe, help my unbelief. So we believe, but we don't believe. We struggle with unbelief, believing that God is with us throughout. So we have to take over. And for men, it might be about provision. Lord, will you provide for our family? Am I going to get fired or, or, or am I going to have enough um, money to provide that's kind of control that some men might fear um, and so yeah we all struggle with this unbelief that God is going to care for us that he's going to take care of us that he's going to be with us that he's going to take care of our children <laughs> that think about all the worries for our kids that he loves us um, and so it it's a control but all of it's rooted in unbelief well one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that sometimes the things that we do fear, like you were speaking about, they do come true, whether that's the end of a marriage or the right. death of a partner in life or something uh, befalls our children. Or maybe, you know, there's uh, provision, like you said, you know, a financial catastrophe or other things that, you know, we, we have concerns about, we have worries about. And they do come true because it's part of this life and the afflictions that we have. How is it that we can get through those times? What do we need to do uh, in terms of leaning into God? How? What are some practical steps to dealing with those things? Yeah, I I think of Isaiah practical. Well, I'll tell you one, a few couple biblical, and then I'll go for some practical things. But Isaiah twenty six. Um, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so I, I do believe that practically speaking, one thing is to dig into God's word so that you know the truth because it's painful. It's, it's, when things come true that are hard, it's painful. And you need to be grounded on that foundation of truth. And remind yourself of the character of God, that he draws near, that he's always with you, that nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So these are the kinds of promises and truth that we need to kind of cling to and fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, because it's hard to run, and and we need to run with endurance, and we need help. So Bible, I think, um, understanding God's Bible and and understanding his character, character through his word is essential. Another practical thing that I don't think people think of as an action, but it is, is prayer. We can ask God practically for help through speaking to him. He lives to make intercession for us, so he's, he's listening to us. He, he 
understands. He's, Jesus is a man of sorrows. He understands. He's acquainted with our grief. So I would encourage people to practically run to to Jesus. And then um, <clears throat> it was mentioned earlier. I think remembering uh, God is faithful. So when something hard happens, because it will, that he he doesn't promise that we will have easy lives. As a matter of fact, we see in the scriptures throughout that we it will be hard, that we're going to have trials and tribulation. So remembering God's faithfulness in the past will help you um, for, this, for, for whatever is happening now or the future. But I would also encourage people to be a part of a local church and a local community that can help you, not to do whatever it is alone. So if it's finances or um, a, a painful marriage separation or whatever it is, you do not need to do it alone. I would uh, encourage you to lean into your community, to ask for help, and um, and that also may mean, depending again on what the circumstance is, um, counseling that you need to get professional help. People, you don't have to do this alone. So whatever it is, that's how I might. I hope that encourages you. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Doing it alone is, well, if you try to do it alone, you're just asking for more fear. That's the, just the Absolutely. truth of it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, if uh, you are that person that Trillia is talking to this morning and you find that you are fearful about things in your life right now, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back for more conversation. We are talking with Trillia Newbell about fear and faith, finding the peace your heart craves. But we do need to take a break. You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Our conversation is continuing with Trillia Newbell. She is the author, of course, of Fear and Faith. But you know what you can also do is tune in at 9 a.m. every single Saturday. Mm -hmm. Why, Kelly? Well, because every single Saturday you can hear her program, Living by Faith, and that's going to be a huge encouragement to you also. So grab everything you can. And also while you're over there at Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get in your podcast, go find 52 Weeks in the Word. Mm-hmm. Go and get that and follow along. It's a year with Trillia. Sounds like something you would win giggling. in a sweepstakes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was giggling because uh, it's a year actually with a whole bunch of other people, but yes, me too. <laughs> but you're there you're consistently. There yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, oh my goodness. Well, we are talking about faith and fear and how that can affect us. You know, the, the two of them uh, really are diametrically opposed, uh, you know, when we have faith in our Heavenly Father, we can allow ourselves to rest in the fact that God is sovereign, that He is on the throne, and that the things that do happen and occur in our life, while they may be because of things of the world, or they may be because of the uh, consequences of other people's actions, maybe even the consequence of our own sin, overall God's plan and purpose for us is good, mm-hmm. and he will bring that to um, to fruition. So really, spending time in fear, it can be a really unhealthy thing. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. And Trillia, before the break, you were talking to us about being part of a local church community and advising us to not do it alone, which really 
yeah. is a, a foolish thing to try to do because we're just asking for more fear and anxiety and discouragement. The list goes on and on and on. So I wanted to ask you um, to talk about encouragement because I don't understand how this works. I just know that it does. When we encourage each other, um, that helps us overcome fears. I don't, I, I know it does for me. I feel more emboldened. I feel more confident and less likely to be in fear. I don't understand why that works. Talk about that. I just know that it does. Yeah, well, I think it's, if you look at the New Testament, you really cannot obey most of God's command <laughs> in isolation. So much of it, if you look at it, the New Testament is encourage one another um, love one another, build one another up, don't be a stumbling block in, in, um, to others. And so it's one thing after another. We've heard of those one another's that where we see um, God in telling us and commanding us in many ways to be the, the, the mouthpiece of him <laughs> to others, to help encourage and build one another up. And the reason I think encouragement is so essential is because Everything, like the world is discouraging at times. Um, our own thoughts can be discouraging at times. And so we've got all of these things that are coming at us. And, of course, um, we often forget that we have uh, a deceiver in Satan <laughs> who's going to feed us lies. And so we've got a lie after lie after lie. We need help to hear the truth, to know the truth. And encouragement allows for that. Um, for people to to use words to build us up, to lead us back to the truth, to to tell us um, ways that we see they see uh, God working in our lives. We need all of that, and the only way we can do it is if we open our mouths and encourage one another. In the scriptures, you see it all over. Uh, this even in Hebrews ten, I believe it's very theological, and then at the end it says, "Do not neglect." Uh, encouraging one another and meeting together and because we we need each other so we just can't do this in isolation and we need the encouragement of others to keep going and to endure well one of the things that we want to kind of just land on and close up with is how we can develop a healthy now keyword there healthy fear of the lord a desire to please him what are some steps that we can take individually yeah. Well, the fear of the Lord is an awe. You're in awe of God. It's a worship of God. And so it is seeing God for who he is, as God, the great I am, and, and being in awe and in worship of him. And then we're going to, as we're fixing our eyes on Jesus, we're going to, um, I, I like to say it, faith is where we take God at his word and then uh, live our lives accordingly. So this is, I, I received that from a theologian that I can't think of his name right now, but so we want to then obey him, trust him, ask him for help to do it. And the scriptures say that we can't do anything apart from him. So we need Jesus to obey Jesus. So you, you have to ask him. That's ask him for strength, ask him for faith, ask him for this gift so that you might walk um, with him. So, so the practical step is really, one, um, getting in his word, which I've mentioned, so that we might know him, asking him for faith so that we might believe him, and then asking him for the strength to, to obey him, to trust him, and to walk 
um, in a manner that's worthy of him, but we have to ask for it. Yeah. Well, if people want to know more about that, actually, I want to encourage you to go over to moodyradio.org, find Living by Faith, click on the past programs, go to November 11th, that's this past Saturday, where Judy Dunnigan was your guest on the program, and you were actually talking about overcoming our doubts and our fears, and so you can find that at moodyradio.org. You can also find 52 Weeks in the Word wherever you get your podcasts. I encourage you to subscribe to that. And also you can pick up a copy of Fear and Faith by going to moodybooks.org. That's moodybooks.org. Grab one, grab a bunch, hand them out at Christmas time. A lot of people fearful at Christmas time. New Year's ahead. Yeah. You don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Uh, bring them some faith. For real. Got one more awesome uh, website to throw at you, too. Ooh, keep going. Trillianewbell.com. <laughs> Trillianewbell.com. Oh, that's easy to remember. You find all kinds of good stuff there. Trulia, it has been a blast to talk to you. It always is. But thanks for uh, joining us this morning. This has really been good. Thanks for having me, guys. We need to get Living by Faith concert t-shirts made with her on it. We do. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you talk to marketing about that? We'd love to do that. That would that be fantastic. Do you remember? <laughs> terrible, terrible. You remember back in the day when you were a teenager, if you went to a concert, you always wore the concert T-shirt yeah. to school the next day. So yeah. as radio people, we need to be able to wear our T-shirts. This is who we interviewed yesterday. We're cool. Yeah. We're cool now because we talked to Trillia. I'd put it right there with my new kids on the block uh-huh. ones and my Backstreet oh my Boys and NSYNC right up there. Yeah. People be like, who? <laughs> That's okay. We'll be glad to school them. Yeah. There you go. Yep. We've just become your agent and promotion team. Here we are. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Trilly, it's been a blessing to have you. We hope you have an incredible day, and we'll look forward to you uh, speaking with you again. But uh, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. Thank you. See you guys. Uh, see ya. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.